What you're about to hear is a conversation between myself, Deeg, and my buddy Rug Cutter. We're both longtime Planetside veterans, love the franchise, and are excited for the upcoming Planetside Escalation release. We're going to talk about what goes into the release, what we're excited about, and what we think Rogue Planet Games needs to do to make it successful. Kick back, have a listen, and let us know what you think. Do we have a, a specific date for Escalation coming out? It's supposed to be, it was just delayed from the 19th, which is Wednesday, to yes. the 26th, which is the following week. Oh, okay. So we get one more weekend before it hits. Okay, well, I, I was on nights this week coming up, so I wouldn't be able to stream it or play it very much. So I'm glad it's actually going to next So your schedule is going to be jump on. more... I'll be, on, I'll be on day shift, so I'll, I'll be able to play it, yeah. Sweet, that's sure. awesome. Yeah, uh, so Escalation is going to be, if I'm remembering right... There is Sanctuary, the new uh, kind of landing strip and player hub. Um, yes, there's going to be. Yep. No, go ahead. No, keep going. I was going to say it's Sanctuary. Um, it's going to be Bastion Fleet Carriers, which I am still scratching my head a little bit about how that's going to actually fit into Daily Planet side. But I'm they're also incredibly in the same boat. dope. Oh, they're really cool. I mean, in the playtest, they were amazing. They're so cool to look at. It's like a very imposing figure. When you look up and see this huge like fleet carrier flying around, did you also get and, that feeling like when you were fl flying around the fleet carrier? That's like, oh my god, this is what I always wanted planet side aerial fights to feel like. Yes, because there was like literally like how many people were actually in the playtest, and it felt like there was a hundred planes in the air. It felt huge, and you just you see just galaxies and liberators and 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 fighters, and it's like oh, yep. shit. Like we got Star Wars in planet side finally. Yep. That's that's what we've always wanted, and that's what we want on the ground too. Like we we want a ground battle, we want an air battle, and we want the infantry battles. We want all three of them going at once. So, do you know a lot about how the? This is something that I didn't spend a lot of time looking into during the, during the play tests. How the Bastion actually interacts with the ground? It has like bombardment cannons or something like that, right? Yeah, I I think you can if you're the captain because you have to be in the captain's seat for that. You, you're the one that's controlling the Bastion with waypoints. And you can uh -huh. also use the one like turret up top, I believe, to shoot at other air. And you can also set the ground um, cannons to shoot at specific targets on the ground. So you would mark it's a target on the ground, and it'll just auto-fire on it until you tell it to stop, as far that's, as I know. That's kind of cool, because it then puts you in the position of having to have a supporting squad that's identifying targets for you. Yes. And and then also cool. like if you're running a platoon or you know ops or an alert and you want to capture a base but they have a huge heavy population at that base you can pound it from the air and and hopefully soften it up so your infantry can get in there and start taking over the point. Yeah, you can soften up like 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 a huge infantry zergs coming out of sunderers and or or big armor zergs that are kind of suppressing the base yeah, if you get a huge armor zerg and and you want to start taking care of it i don't know how powerful the cannons are i don't know if they're actually going to like annihilate people on the ground or if it's uh -huh. like I, I i never got a chance to play around with that or see it really it seems like that bit of functionality overlaps a little bit with orbital strikes a little bit yes but it's it, you can move it and it's constantly hitting where an orbital strike will hit once yeah, and then you have to save up to fire it again, or have somebody else fire it again. Because isn't it outfit related now? Like only, I, I don't know if it works construction anymore, or if it's just your outfit leaders that can for the bastion summon. or for the uh, orbital strike. Um, for the orbital strike. I don't actually know. 
I because I know that the Bastion's going to cost a lot of outfit points or whatever yeah. resources they have going for it, and same with the the Orbital Strike will also cost a certain resource to use. I hope that the Bastion is the way that it in, goes into the game is more tuned towards offering a desirable tactical superiority as opposed to just giving you some kind of like like victory point buff that's going to end the alert faster. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because like, what what is the point of having a Bastion? What is what is it good for right now? Just flying around and causing a scene and, and having other air targets target you? Because I'm pretty sure ground targets cannot damage it. I think it's like, yeah, I too high up. 400 meters? I, yeah, I don't think the Rangers or the anything, Cobalts, or not Cobalts, um, Walkers can really damage it from what I read. Yeah, yeah. And orbital strikes don't hit it. Yes, they do. Oh, they do? They, they do, but you have to, like, if it's flying, unless it's, like, holding one position, you won't be able to hit it. If it's, move, if it's moving, you're going to have to guess. Because I know in the playtest, uh, Walmart Greeter was like, I'm going to fire an orbital strike at it. And he like he hit it just on the side of it and damaged it a little bit. Huh. huh interesting. And they also they also talked about that in the live stream, that orbital strikes can damage it, but you have to really line it up. Right. So it's good so that there's the risk reward there. Yeah. So but were you, did I'm, you, were you at the playtest where we had the Bastion out? Because we, I remember we each spawned one, each faction had one, and we were NC, and the TR and the VS engaged first, and uh-huh. the VS Bastion went down before we could even get over there. Like, it it died so fast. Well, yeah, the TR the brought out all their, their ace pilots, I think. Probably, yeah. So, I mean, if you get the right amount of pilots out there, those Bastions don't last very long. Yeah, and, and in order to properly support the Bastion, it kind of implies that, well, it's, it only takes one person to fly it, but if you have a platoon right. of people supporting it, um, and hopefully they make it so that repair galaxies can repair it. Um, yeah, that, I, I was kind of wondering that as well. Are you able to repair it? I don't think you are. It doesn't. I think in the playtest that they said that you could not. Um, right. Which I guess is probably a safer starting point. You don't want to make so. it so that so that high powered outfits can come out the gate and make invincible bastions. I think that would be no no fun. But right. Um, any place where you can kind of add a synergistic. Uh, com- you know, combined arms is is uh, that's what the game's about. That well, that's exactly what the game's about. Like it's for a while now. The I I don't know about the other servers, but I know on Emerald, it's been kind of like infantry's just taken over. There's not really much of a ground game anymore. Um, obviously with the influx of new people, it started to be more of a ground and air game again. But for a long time, it was like if you weren't playing infantry, what were you doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it it makes sense. Like, and actually, I'm I'm a good example of that in some ways and um you know i before i dipped back into planet side last year when i got into the kind of whole fold with uh, moral hazard and bushido way um i was a solo infantry player period um and it's because it was immediately and obviously fun um i didn't need a crap ton of certs to try different things out and it's easy to understand because the way you capture bases is by being an infantry man standing on a point but to get into the vehicle game, you have to know, I feel like, a lot about the way the game works already. Um, after putting in, I don't know, I'm probably somewhere between 800 and 1,000 hours now, um, I'm actually just kind of cracking the seal on the vehicle game because I got a few of our guys from the MH Discord um, interested in right. playing. And they're, okay. they don't they don't know how to play it. They know nothing about it. Like, how do I use yep. an equipment terminal? And so I just tried to make it simple. I'm like, okay, I'm going to roll Sunderers with the the implant that lets people spawn to my vehicle and you're just going to yeah, spawn logistics. to my vehicle and I'm going to take you from point A to point B. 
Don't even think about it. Just ride along, okay. and I'm going to make fights for you. Yeah. And um, oh, I it makes it easy for them. Fun. And oh, it's, it's super fun. I love playing armor. And it's a it's a part of the game that before I didn't have a good enough excuse to get into. Um, and I think that most people who kind of approach the game with a more casual mindset, it's just like, oh, that seems hard, and I don't know if I care. But maybe the Bastion gives people enough of an excuse to be like, oh, let's let me finally learn how to fly a plane. Well, I know that a lot of the flying tutorials tell you to fly in numbers because if you're out there by yourself, you're a single target, you're going to get taken down really fast and you're not going to really learn much from each time you pull an ESF. But if the Bastion's up and there's hundreds of planes up there, you're going to last a lot longer, hopefully. And you're probably going to get more practice and be able to fly around a little more. So hopefully it does get more pilots going. I hope so. More yeah, of an incentive to pull up, pull air because they're free because you can just pull them right from the Bastion. Right. And right now, the is the ESFs that come out of the Bastion? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there are a, like air, air-to-air ESFs that come out. They're already loaded, ready to go. Oh, so there's no loadout selection. It's like a specific loadout. I don't think so, but huh. I, I might be wrong on that. I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's a good way to drag the air game away from air to ground, which is so yes. awful for new players. It's like or cancer players. for new players. Well, all, all players, really. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing you can see, like... Uh, uh, I'm in the position of playing on Emerald on the West, but I'm I'm on the West Coast, which is I'm I'm playing late compared to most people a lot of, a lot right. of the time. And the worst thing for me to log in and see is a low pop server where there's where there's there's like a couple of Liberator Aces just flying around ruining fights. Um, yeah, a lot of people I like hate to do that. that. And but I get the, it; the other... it's a high impact way to play the game, but it's so good that it ruins it for everyone else. But that's where PlanetSide wants you to counter it. What can you use to counter that lib? So are right. you going to get... And that's what the new players don't understand. Like, they don't understand, like, I can pull a Skyguard. I don't have any search to pull a Skyguard. So how do I how do I get something to counter that Liberator? Right. Or get Burster Maxes or your lock-on rockets or, you know, whatever you can do to pull. And the new players don't quite understand that yet. And that's that's kind of... Hopefully, the Liberator doesn't ruin their fun before they know how to counteract it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, the the game's um at its best when it's encouraging people to try stuff out, and that's a trap that I have fallen into in the past. Where I'm like, this is the way I play the game. Period. I don't do right. that other stuff. And if I can't play the game the way I want to play it, it's the game's problem, and I would right. get frustrated. Um, See, I'm the opposite. Like when I I played in the beta for Planet Side Two, I'm sure you did too. But I, coming from Planet Side One, I already kind of had a crap ton of loadouts that I used to run depending on what situation I was in. I played a lot of armor in Planet Side 1. I did a lot of flying. I did I pretty much did everything just because I wanted to try and get good at everything. So when Planet Side 2 comes out, like I'm running I was running back to the terminal every minute trying to counteract what was coming at us, depending on what it was. Like I was getting my burster max out. I was running get my like rockets for the ground. I like there was light assault would pop out somewhere or so there'd be a sniper sniping us. So I'd run back and get my sniper rifle. Like I just keep trying to find out ways to deal with the situation I'm in. Yeah. It's a very rock, paper, scissory kind of approach. Very strategic. Well, And the the other problem is when you pull one, like let's say you're pulling a harasser and you want to kill some infantry, so you get a cobalt. But then you run into an armor column and it's like, okay, I pulled the wrong thing. So it's, they've made Planet Side 2 kind of like a situational thing where one one thing is not going to kill everything. Unless you're Depends a liberator your... pilot. <laughs> But even so, like if you're a Liberator pilot and you, how are you going to kill infantry if you don't have the right guns on it? Yeah, no, you're right. And, and if you've got a Dalton on there, you're not going to kill anybody. 
Because if yeah. any one unit could do it all, then the whole game would be about getting to the point where you can use that unit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Um, and what you're saying about having a different ways to approach different problems is an approach that I'm I'm beginning to internalize um, as a personally from my own play style. In fact, I was just talking to, to somebody else about. Um, I actually have gotten a few guys from our, our Discord server um, into Planetside the last few days, and um, I just mentioned about the the the, battle, the uh, Sunderer, right? But I yep. had to learn how to actually like use a Sunderer, like what I should outfit it with, like. I assert optics, <laughs> uh, yeah, figure out maybe. frames, and I was like, "Oh God!" Like, there's a whole thing here, but, and that made the game for me a lot more fun than just putting in my my nine hundred my nine hundredth hour as an infantry man. Yeah, well, there's lots to learn still, and that's another good thing about a game like Planetside is you're you're constantly learning different ways to do things and different things to use. Speaking of different ways to do things. Something else that's coming alongside the Bastion is going to be the War Assets system, right? Right. That's going to allow players to, or outfits, to pull vehicles into weird places, it looks like. Uh, I think it's like an anvil system. Like, you can drop things from the sky if you spend resources. So you can actually drop terminals, or is it terminals or actual vehicles itself? There are, like, crates that have terminals on them, and when you right. interact with them, you can pull the vehicle, and it just takes the place of the the crate like i i, okay. I saw a crate get dropped on top of um, a base wall in the play test and i pulled a tank from it and that was a tank on a base wall yeah that's going to change the battlefield quite a bit if if you're able to I, I don't know how much they cost or how easy it's going to be to obtain these resources because i know some resources are a lot more rare than others and you can trade in large amounts of the non-rare for the rare resources so it depends on what kind of resources it costs and we'll have to see like how outfits are going to use these. Yeah, it's a big question mark, right? Um, what is the currency gain going to look like and how is that currency gain going to impact the usage of the system? Um, I hope that it's tuned originally in a way that makes it more accessible to folks and that they tone it down because um, I think it would be good for people to get a taste of how it works before they kind of rein it in. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you know, for sure. Um, we all know that Planetside is best played with outfits, which is, I think, the huge... I think for me, that's this uh, this update, what I love about it, is that it's telling me that the developers actually have the same philosophy on the game that I do. That the they point, haven't had that for a long time, so... Yeah, I was looking back at some of the past, the past big updates, like OMFG, like Construction, um some of these other things that have come through and none of them have hit on the nose what I liked about Planetside. And I think that's how most of the community feels. We all you know, feel the same way. So yeah, um, the war asset system is going to be something that outfits can use to pull additional resources. Um, you're going to be able to, I guess, interact with that system both via the main UI and from Sanctuary. Sanctuary, which is the player hub when you log in, or it will be the new player hub when you log in. And where yeah, there for all be... three factions too, which I don't quite understand. But you think we should have faction specific? I think they should do faction specific, but it just doesn't really make sense to have all three factions that are at war in the same sanctuary. Oh, from a lore perspective, like yeah, like that's where I'm looking at it from. Like, and is there going to be yell chat there? I I kind of feel like it's going to be a toxic area. Yeah, you're going to have people hanging out there just yelling at everybody all the time. Yeah, you're going to be want want to be muted. Yeah, I well, hope I they don't... give us. Yeah, 
I don't think that they're going to have voice chat just yet. They said it's just going to be like, like you're going to be able to type. That's got to be for the best. I think so. Cause even rel in the, uh, and the developer stream said he didn't want voice chat yet because community is not exactly the least toxic community out there. <laughs> you would know. And that's also, I think, why they changed a lot of the names. I don't know if you saw that a lot of players had to change their names. Yeah, there was a wave, I guess, of there's a huge wave yeah. that went around. Yep. I guess that's okay. I don't have a strong feeling about I'm, that. I don't, I'm okay with that. I don't have a name that needs to be changed, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I don't, I guess there's a group of people who make names to try to get reactions out of people. There's a lot of people that are memeing and, and just wanting to laugh or, or make fun of other people. Yeah. Well, fair enough, I guess. Um, I mean, that's kind of online gaming in a nutshell right there. It's always been like that. Yeah, it's not a planet side problem. No. So it's going to have um, a, a three-faction place where you can, I guess, kind of load into the game and kind of enter without necessarily being in a combat area, which, I don't know, like for me, I kind of like the feel of that. I, I'm, I'm a well, big you socializer. you kind of already do that, though. You kind of already do that at your warp gate. Uh-huh. It's a and non-combat so area. I'm I'm guessing that maybe you might be of a perspective to say, what's the point of this? Why can't this all be done via the UI? Um, it, no, I, I, I like the idea of having a sanctuary, um, especially when they're going to have vendors and like a, you, you're going to have all these different resources individually and for an outfit to go and spend. And I think it's important to have a place to do that. You think I it's just don't. important to have that as opposed to just another panel in the UI to do the same thing? I think it's, I think it's easier for new players to understand. Yeah. They can see a guy, see the name above the store or the room saying, this is what this is. If you're trying to flip through menus and panels, like as a new player, like it, it's pretty tough and pretty overwhelming. Yeah. So if they treat yeah. it more like WoW or uh, any other kind of MMO where you can see the guy, you know what it is. And you can go up and see what he has to offer, see what kind of currency you need. I don't have that. Hopefully they tell you how to get that currency. If you like the gun that he's selling or whatever, like an orbital strike or whatever you want. Yeah. So what I think I'm hearing from you is that the main upside to this whole system is mainly new player comprehension. I feel like it is. Yes. I feel like people that join the game now, I have a ton of friends um, that I've tried to get into the game that they're just lost. They get in the game, they have no idea what's going on, they have no idea where to go, no idea what to do, and I feel like if they give more of a, a more attention on the Sanctuary t- for new players to be like, okay, this is what I have to do, or this is what's going on, or this is what I can get, instead of having to flip through menus and then just get thrown into combat. Yeah. Like, right after the tutorial, they just throw you into combat. Yeah, it's a bit much. Do you think that the iteration of Sanctuary that we got to playtest is close enough to that? Um... It was hard to say because it was huge and they didn't have a lot of the vendors working yet. They only had a couple. So, I mean, it'll be, you can explore it. And I think once people get to explore it, they'll see like, okay, like this is what I can do. Or like, I I don't know if they're going to incorporate any tutorial into it or, or what it's going to be other than just vendors. Cause that's all I really got out of it was vendors. Yeah. They seem to be the main attraction. Um, There are of course those, those mysterious side doors that lead to nowhere yes um, i'm wondering uh based on what you're telling me it sounds like there's probably it, it might be a good thing for them to add like some 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 planet side flavor by having faction lounges you know like a, t- a tr lounge an nc lounge a vs lounge um, right i'm interested though um in the kind of <laughs> competing um 
competing kind of goals here. Uh, I guess maybe you call it a competing promise of um, we want to make the lore of Planetside make sense versus we want to make the experience of Planetside be uh, easy to engage with. And even though like I kind of get what you're saying about it makes no sense for three warring factions to be on the same station, um, I kind of feel like having three different stations would not serve any other purpose other than lore. Right. I, I guess I'm looking at it from a planet side one perspective yeah. where when you were on a server, you were, yep. yeah, you were only allowed to have one character on that server of faction. So if I had a VS character, I couldn't have a TR or an NC and having our own sanctuaries really made us hate each other. Like there was a lot of animosity between the three factions. Yeah. We very planet loyal side to faction. Two really softened no a lot of loyalty. the mechanics that forced faction loyalty. Exactly. I mean, we, we've got people that play on all three factions. Most people like that have played the game for a long time have close to level 100 or higher on all three factions. Well, most people who have stuck with the game, despite everything. Yes. I kind of get the sense that there's a much larger group of people out there who could be playing Planet Side that are maybe have a more casual approach and just want to specialize in one character. I um, hope so. That would make sense, too. Yeah, it's just that the people who have actually stuck around are the kind who are, they're going to play it no matter what. And it makes sense for them to channel their hours into into being, you know, dangerous on all three factions. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, um, I don't know, like, if so uh, if you had to pick a faction you were loyal to, what would you pick? I would pick the NC. I knew it. Uh, I, I have would... to. I that's, that's, my, that's my faction. That's the one I started with. And yeah. um, my favorite color is blue. Yep. And when it comes to like Planet Side One, I my big outfit was Sting, and I don't know if anybody remembers them. We were uh, VS on Markov, and we dominated that server for about eight eight to ten months. We were uh -huh. the biggest outfit. We captured continent after continent on our on our own. And one day, myself and my friend Renegade were like, we like tanking. That was our favorite thing to do, and we really liked the NC Vanguard. So we went and made characters on Emerald and made NC guys and we fell in love and we stayed there the rest of Planet Side 1. So when Planet Side 2 came out, that was the very first faction we went to and we stayed there again. So that's that's where my loyalty lies, that's where my main character is. I have I think I'm ASP 46 and I I think my VS is 77 on Emerald now and my TR is like 76. So that's that's where I have to stay. Yeah, I hear you. And um I also hate you though because uh you know, I'm I'm a died in the wolf Vanu guy. Yes. <laughs> and but you're also a PS1 vet, yep. And I find that the ones that came from Planet Side One had more loyalty to their faction. Yeah, and I, you found I'm, the one you liked, you stayed with it. Yeah, and it, part of it is is kind of like a what, what town did you grow up in kind of thing, like 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 with sports teams loyalty. Like yes, I, I grew up on, in 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 Connecticut. Um, I was a Yankees fan, and I'm kind of probably always going to be a Yankees fan, even though I have no idea what the team is doing, and I haven't for like 15 years. Um, if I have to pick a baseball team, boom, top of mind yeah, right you know there. Who it is. Yep. And so with Planet Side, it's like because Planet Side One forced your faction selection on you way more restrictively. It was not trivial to swap back and forth. People who did it usually had multiple accounts. And yes. had multiple accounts in that game and having multiple fifteen dollar month subscriptions, which uh was it's just, it's further just not inventory. feasible. Whereas this is free to play. I mean there's no reason to have different accounts for different characters anymore. I guess there is a, a max restriction for the number of characters you can have, but there's no reason to have more than one per faction, really. No, not really. Um, but yeah, faction loyalty is always a fun thing. Um, 
I kind of think that despite the fact that the mechanics around it have been weakened for PS2, that it probably will come out more naturally if we can grow the casual base of Planetside a little bit better. And here's what I'm, the main concern that I have with all this stuff, because I've talked about how I love this update because it speaks to the core of what makes Planetside great to me. And all these features are really exciting. And, you know, um, I think you feel similarly. But the question I'm asking myself is, what does Planetside actually have to do to achieve a permanent increase in player population? Because looking back over everything else they've tried, everything else that they've tried has either done nothing to the permanent population or it's reduced it. Everything. For me, um, the thing that I've always thought that Planetside needs is kind of not an achievement, but something that gives you a positive impact on the game. And capturing bases and then the continent just resets. What do you get out of that? You're just constantly capping the base and defending bases and the alert gets over. You get some ISO, you get some certs, you maybe get a, a, a decal for your vehicle. Like, I don't feel any satisfaction from any of that. I think... Yeah, the problem of permanence. Yeah, the, the veterans that play the game now are there to see how many kills per minute they're going to get. What's their KD going to be? What's their accuracy going to be? Like, what's my infantry versus infantry score? That's yeah, that's what IBI. the hardcore players play. But what yeah. are the casual players playing for? Right. What do, they, what do they have to do? I mean, obviously, the game is fun, and it's fun to blow people up or shoot them or, or whatever, like, and see how you're doing, you know, how many kills you have and, and unlocking new weapons and new guns. But what is the point of Planetside? Capture a continent, and a new one opens up, and that's it. You just start all over again. There's Planet no round one. where you win. Yeah, you're, you're totally right about this. It's a question I've asked myself, too. Planetside 1 had an approach to this that was, I think, more complicated, but I'm not sure it was any better, where if you captured a continent, what that meant is you could invade the next adjacent continent, that all the continents were in a lattice similar to the base lattice within the continent. So right. if I bust through all of Cicer, you know, the biggest continent in Planetside 1, mm-hmm. I, I, I open up fronts on Cerition, I open up front, a front on Amerish, potentially, um, and you can pull you can encourage other factions to pull resources off of another, off of one continent by kind of creating um, uh, like, like, like fake fronts on other continents. There was a metagame that was continent spanning in that. Whereas in this, each continent is kind of like a, it's kind of like a, like a round it's two its own, for it. In its own individual thing. Yeah. And because of the way the alerts work, those rounds are time limited or they're not time limited, they're score limited. Right. Once you have a certain score, it locks, and the next one opens up. So permanence, like other RPGs, have done things like housing, and um, I mean, there's always there's always customizations and visual stuff, but there's a ceiling on that that I kind of feel like the game is butted up against already in terms of camos and armors and stuff like that. Yeah, there's just so many now. Because there's no incentive to make new characters, like most people just find one look they like or one look per per class, and then that's it. Right. It seems yep. like. Um, so yeah, the permanence problem. I mean, you now, can't I think permanently conquer a base. What else is they're there? Tr- they're trying to fix this, and I don't know if it's going to work, but we haven't talked about it yet. It's oh. Outfit Wars. Right. And I feel like they're, they're going to want you to join an outfit, going to want to help your outfit get to the Outfit War. There's going to be, what, three tiers? Gold, silver, and bronze. And 
if you win the outfit war, I don't know what you're going to get for it. I know they talked about maybe putting your banner up in the sanctuary. Um, maybe you get more resources. There's got to be some kind of incentive to win the outfit war. I just don't really know what it is yet. I don't know if you do. No, I don't. Uh, what so, you said about the different tiers is already more than I knew. Yeah, I think that the different tiers are for like, you've got your big Zergs. You've got your AOD kind yeah. of size Zerg, your SKL, which for, on the VS, which is going to be like, they're going to dump massive amounts of pop into the, into the bases to capture the bases and get more points. And then you're going to have your midfits, which are probably going to be running two to three squads when they do ops. Yeah, and then you've like got the your smaller squads that are like one squad, but they're really good and they're really tactical and they're actually going to cap bases themselves. So I don't know if it's gold, silver, bronze for the size of the outfit war or if it's just the level yeah. for how many points you got. And is that distinction come from your success within the outfit war or does it come from your success on live, which on then live. qualifies you for the outfit war? Right. Okay. It, it, it comes from live and then you qualify for either gold, silver, or bronze. Yeah, because you want to give like the the small, highly competitive outfits, like like the ones who used to dominate like Farmers League, um, an outlet. You want to give the big, casual friendly outfits like AOD an outlet, because that's that that's yeah, hugely beneficial, sure. I think, for the game, to have an outfit that you can join that wins outfit wars. Like <laughs> and you're gonna have a ton of people joining that because they, like they crank in the new players. They're always getting new players. In yeah, uh, to the point where it's it's kind of a joke. Like. Oh yeah, it's a huge joke. Like you see AOD, you just know they're zerging. But when you're in a decent outfit with a lot of good shooters, and you've got like let's say 24 people online, and let's say there's 48 to 96 AOD at a base, you drop on it because you know you're going to get a lot of kills. Yeah, well they're like, they're you're, content. you're there to farm them. Yeah, and and there are some really good players in those outfits for sure. But there's yeah. so many new players that it's it's kind of easier to farm them. And I think that the presence of those kinds of outfits, um, I don't know, maybe maybe people disagree, but I think it's healthy for the game to have huge zerging outfits that give it's people very healthy. They give people a chance to have some identity. Um, and if that outfit is big enough and can have a representation in the, in the competitive side stuff like outfit wars or the other community organized stuff that we do, then that identity means more. Um, like, I think that some of the most successful um, communities and games like like WoW Classic, which I paid a lot of attention to at the end of last year. Where communities that formed around hugely successful streamers. Yep, that's true. And there was where quite a few of those. It was a bunch of just zerglings, essentially, following around their leader. And uh, you can <laughs> bandy around the merits of the quality of those players and what they bring to the game, but they bring a huge amount of, of, of feet to the ground. And for a free-to-play game like Planetside, that's 100% PvP. That is huge. You need players to shoot. If there's no one to shoot, the game dies. Yeah, which has been super obvious over the last few days where we've seen Emerald busting 2,000 players at primetime. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's been no shortage of fights. Like, I remember even a month or two ago, I would sit there looking at the map if I was playing solo, and I'm like, I don't know where, I don't know where to fight. Like, what? there's no good fights for me to go to. Yeah, there might be a ghost cap over here. There might be 1 to 12 over there. But now you log in, you look at the map, you're like, where can't I fight? There's tons of fights going on. Yeah. Yeah, when I was uh, running that that small uh, newbie squad the other night, I remember looking at the map and being like, wow, I can choose which continent I want to fight on. That is a unique feeling. Yeah, we had three continents open tonight on a Monday. I know it's President's Day in the, in the United States, and it's Family Day here in Canada, but 
maybe that has something to do with it on a Monday. I'm not sure, but I know on the weekend we were, yeah, we were hitting 2000 and they opened up three continents. Yeah. It's really awesome to see. And that's the way the game should feel like, but here's the question. And I, I looked at the player patterns. This is the way things always go. Whenever there's a big update, it's about to hit. It doesn't matter what the update is. Any big update that gets that gets social media attention has a huge buildup in players just like this. DX11 had it. Construction yep. had it. Hell, even Hassan had it. The question well, is, we have, we can have we excitement. Keep it? Can we keep I, it? Can, can we bottle the excitement, though? What's it going to take? We haven't yet. What will make Escalation successful in a way that no other Planetside update has been? Because that's what it needs to do. Well, at this point in the game, it came out in, what, 2012? Yeah. And it's starting to look dated. The graphics are starting to get a little old. Um, some people think it's getting a little bit clunky when it comes to the way it, it works, the way the mechanics feel. Yeah. The shooting and everything. Like, obviously, being a veteran, I don't feel that way because it's just what I know. I've played the game for a long time. I know how to move my character and, and, and use the weapons and everything. So as a new player coming in, yeah, it's... It, it's great because you can't get this experience anywhere else. There's been nothing like it that has come out. The only thing that's close to it, it would be Battlefield. And uh, I'm pretty sure, what is it, 64 or 128 players on a map at most? Yeah. So, it's not even close. And it's a round and the round's over and you're done. And yeah. With Planetside, it's, it's, it's a world. The world is always there. You're always going to see the same outfits. You're going to get rivalries going. That's one of my favorite um, things about it is that you pick a server yeah. and you're on the same continent with the same like few thousand people. Right. And you get a chance to develop those outfit rivalries. Like I, I, I rolled around with Future Crew for a little while um, a few years ago, and I grew to hate Recursion <laughs> because <laughs> at the time that was their big rival on Connery and also in Farmers League. I mean, I was, I, I, I was grandfathered into Future Crew. I didn't really earn my way into that group because I played with them in Planetside 1. But I got to be a bystander in that rivalry, and that made me want to play. Those are so good. You need those. We do need those, and we need more of that. And I, I, I don't. I'm not really sure how it, Outfit Wars is going to because nobody really knows how it's going to go. I know a lot of the outfits, as well as as B Way, we are getting ready to do armor, and we're getting pilots ready. And that's something that B Way and and outfits like B Way have not done for a while. We've been an infantry based only outfit for a long time and we haven't had a care in the world for pilots or ground and i know in outfit wars if you want to win if you make it there you need ground and you need air or you're just going to get stomped on yeah and they have to be good so that's kind of what i like about the game right now as as a an armor player and an infantry player is i get to do both again because there's so many people trying to learn the ground game again mm -hmm. and get ready for it there's a lot of tanks and a lot of harassers and a lot of thunderers rolling around and it yeah. just, the game feels more alive. You know, whenever more I feel like I get art. a chance to actually switch the way that I'm playing to approach a problem, I feel like I get to kind of like step back from my, my, my mounting rage. <laughs> Do you know that <laughs> feeling I'm talking about? It's like, uh, yes, I have that. It's like I farm once, it's okay, it's fine. Farm twice, okay, that's not good. Farm three times, I'm in like full rage mode. But then when you that's, take that step back yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to change this. And you hop in a plane, you hop in a tank, and whatever, and you get, and it starts to work a little bit. It totally resets that negative feedback cycle. Yeah, you feel good about yourself. Again. Yeah, rage kind of dies down. Yeah, and because the game has been so infantry centric over the last few years, there's that. I feel like a lot of folks have been stuck in that kind of uh, can have a tendency to get stuck there. At least, like I know I have in the past. 
Yeah, you can get set in your ways pretty quick, and you kind of get your blinders on and your tunnel vision, and it's like, I'm an infantry player, I need to play heavy assault, and I'm going to peek corners with my shield on and shoot people. Yep. And that's and what it, you that's what you want to do. And, and that's if all you don't gonna do. die, then fuck this game. Yeah, like why am why do I keep dying? And it could be the net code that why you died or it could be skill level or you could just be getting angry and your aim is getting off that day. There's multiple reasons why yeah. you're not having success. You're out of side. position or you're just being 3 one and you need to move away. Yep. Yeah, and that's another thing is sometimes you just get out popped really quickly and you just you're so stubborn that you want to stay in that fight and you just keep dying even though it really has nothing to do with your actual skill level of shooting. Yeah. The other day um, I was playing um, and I was, I was trying to go to this, like there was one fight that was like 12 to 24 and even pops. And I was like, Oh yeah, baby, finally a fight that I can make a difference at. And I show up and the entire 12 to 24 and the opposing faction is like three quarters mosquitoes, just <laughs> air to ground farming. And I tried to get in there, man. Um, it was a mistake. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing you can do, but that's where, <laughs> That's where Planetside needs the outfits to coordinate. And, you know, you, you got to have an air division in your outfit. You got to have a ground division. Like, that's what that's what Planetside 1 was more like, at least in Sting, my outfit. Yeah. We had a whole air division and we had a whole ground division. And we had like 24 tanks rolling together. And we had, you know, 24 to 30 aircraft going together. And we had one outfit leader that would call and say, hey, you know, air, we've got a problem over this base. We need you over there pronto. And the air would just show up and start, you know, kicking ass. And then he'd be like, hey, we got a bunch of tanks over here. Like, I want the ground to move there. And we'd all go. And That's we were cool. very coordinated. And it was, and I remember thinking in Planet Side 2 that it was going to be the same, but it was going to be better because the new graphics and I just thought it would work better. And it, I've just never had that feeling in Planet Side 2. Huh. Why do you think that is? I'm, I'm really not sure. I think one of the big reasons is the redeploy. It's way too easy to redeploy. Um, it gets you into the fight faster. Uh, the mechanics of the game, it just seems like it's all instant action right away. Let's go, which right. is great. You know, it's great for infantry players, but in the overall like movement of the map and the way that outfits are working together, it just seems to be too quick. And it doesn't really allow for that. Those moments of like the ground zerging here and then someone else responding to that ground and people moving because yeah there's no room to breathe well you know how it is like a, we'll we'll be at a base fighting and all of a sudden that base is about to get cut off and everyone's like well we got to get back to that base right away so we all just hit the u key we redeploy and we spawn directly at that base that's getting taken right and we all start fighting at that base right away again and for yes, me i I, I just feel like it's too easy yeah, you like i want right about I want that one of the first things one of the big things that i noticed when i first dipped into planet side two after playing one is that all the bases are much closer than they were in PS1. In They're PS1, I feel like the, the, the bases were distanced in a way that was like, you have to get into a vehicle to realistically go from point A to point B for most base-to-base -base fights. There were exceptions, of course. And um, the towers along the way as well. Right. But in Planetside 2, I feel like all the bases are, di are, are, are paced geographically in a way that someone who's just instant actioning as infantry can realistically run everywhere. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's it's you can just foot zerg, just over the hill. You're at a new base. Whereas if you make the game in such a way that foot zerging is not realistic, then it makes people who are interested in who might want to get into the combined arms aspect of the game, which is the good part of it, pick up their head and be like, "Huh, maybe I need to do something else here." 
let me try getting into a flash. And then once they start would... using the flash, they go, oh, maybe I should customize the flash, try out these different guns. And suddenly they're playing combined arms instead of just infantry side. Right. But the other thing is you've got all the veterans that have been in the game for eight years that just want to farm. They want to get their guns out. They want to get their anchor or their MSWR or Orion or BLG, whatever they have. Yeah. And just, I want to shoot as many people as possible in the quickest amount of time. So they don't care about combined arms. They just want to shoot people. And that's a lot of people I'm hearing for outfit wars don't really care about outfit wars because that's not going to change their, um, their experience on live. It's going to be the exact same. They're still yeah. going to go out with their, their gun. They're still going to shoot mans. And at the end of the day, they're going to look at their KPM or whatever their stat they want to look at that day and be like, I did good today or I did bad today. And that's, I don't see outfit wars changing that for a lot of the veterans. I remember when I was hopping into those play tests too and hearing some of the, the initial feedback that hearing some of those responses and just feeling like really confused. Like, why did you think this was going to just validate your current play style? What, why should the purpose of this be to give you something that you already have? Um, it was hard for me to understand that. And I've seen that phenomenon, the whole phenomenon of veteran high skill level farmers with degenerate attitudes who make the game yes. living hell for the average or new player is something that's been talked about in the community a lot. I had a, a Reddit comment that got some upvotes a few months ago where I said it was a shame that they never introduced a mode to the game that funneled good players away from the main fight um, to give them a chance to kind of show off a little bit, which Outfoot Wars could do, although it being on a monthly cadence means maybe not so much. I don't know. But I, I thought about it some more since then, and I think what I've arrived at is... I think that a lot of people who play that way play that way because they don't see a good reason not to. And and that's what they need to do. They need to figure out a reason for those players to right. change, maybe not change the way they play, but achieve something in a certain way. Right. And things like the Bastion, I think, and maybe Outfit Wars are throwing a cap over the wall and being like, hey, maybe this is the thing for some of you guys, some of you veterans to approach the game again like it's play. Instead of just being an arena to show off or whatever. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just not sure that either of those is going to be the answer. Like yeah. I, I, I'm excited because I, I like how many players are coming back to the game. I'm hoping new players come. But like I, I know they have more devs working on the game. And I'm excited to see what's going to come in the future. But like you said earlier, how do you bottle that excitement? How do we keep it going and keep the player base up? I, don't, I just don't know if Outfit Wars and Bastions and Sanctuaries are the way to go. That's the question. But I'm also happy that they're trying these things because they need to try something. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm just hoping they're not rushing all this out the door too fast. It feels rushed. They might be. It feels rushed, yes. But we'll see. All right. Well, man, this has been a super interesting discussion. Thanks for taking the time to sit down hey, with you're me. You're welcome. I think we Great should come talk. back and do it again after it hits live. What do you I think? I think we should too. All right, yep, man. I agree. Well, I will catch you later. And uh, right. thanks again. Peace. Yeah, take care.